book lovers welcome back to another episode of the bookshelf of lens podcast thank you for joining me today i'm so happy to have you here before we get started i just want to go ahead and thank everybody for the follows the past few weeks i've seen them they're super appreciated thank you for all of the listens and all the support it really means so much to me i'm so happy that you guys are on this journey with me i did also want to say that listener support is turned on this is a small non-obligatory monthly donation of 99 cents four dollars and 99 cents or nine dollars and 99 cents and these go directly towards me like they go directly to me and it goes towards podcast upgraded like upgrading podcast equipment so me getting a new mic um is on the top of my list it also goes towards buying books so that i constantly have content for you guys um i have a book review for you today um if you keep up with me on goodreads you'd already know what book this is about but this episode is a book review for This Hollowed Accord by Raven Jean, and it is book one in this Nocturnal Requiem series. So, the blurb for this book. A silent war between worlds. For millennia, the three planes of existence have been at war with one another. The Celestials wish to rule the mortal plane to create a utopian society, while the Noctis wish to rule for far more sinister purposes. The, mortal, the mortals are caught in the middle and just wish to be left alone. A lone traveler caught in the middle. 200 years ago, the way between worlds closed suddenly. Travel between planes has been impossible for all save for one, Shadow, a celestial, and right hand to the ruler of her city. For the last 200 years, she has been the only connection to the mortal plane, serving a cruel leader while doing her best to survive. A stranger seeking to protect mortals. On a trip to the mortal plane, Shadow discovers the Noctis have begun traveling through the Waygate. When she attempts to confront them, she is stopped by a beautiful and mysterious stranger. He tells her about a dangerous new drug that is being developed and distributed, and asks for her help eradicating it. Darkness is spreading. Caught between two worlds working alongside her enemy, Shadow agrees to help stop the spread of the drug in order to protect humanity from the Noctis. But as she and the handsome stranger begin to grow closer together, passion ignites and truths come to light that shake Shadow's entire worldview. Lines will be drawn, sides must be chosen, and Shadow only hopes she will survive the carnage. And before um, we go any farther, the genre is dark fantasy and romance. And I have my book here, and I just want to read you guys the um, triggers really quick. So the content warnings are physical and emotional abuse from a parent-like figure, violence including but not limited to torture, blood and gore and dismemberment, drug and alcohol use, the drug is one invented for this novel, not a drug from real life, but still a drug, forced drug use, done to a side character, but it is on the page, 
explicit sex scenes that include some kink-related activities that include but are not limited to choking, biting, light, dom, and subplay, and constant use of explicit carnage or explicit language. Oh my god, I can't talk today. (laughs) And she leaves a note. This book is intended for audiences 18 years or older. Reader discretion is advised. Um, And so a little bit about the author. Raven Jean is an author located in northern Utah. She has loved to read ever since she can remember and began writing at 12 years old. Her favorite genres include high fantasy and romance, and she is a lover of new adult and adult fiction. When Raven isn't writing, she's either reading, playing video games by herself or with her husband, crocheting and watching YouTube, or hanging out with her family. You can find Raven on most social medias, but her two favorites are Instagram and TikTok. Eternal is her debut novel. Okay, so now that all of that is out of the way, (laughs) when I tell you guys, okay, so I have the amazing privilege of being friends with Raven, and I was messaging her theories the entire time I was reading this book. I bought it because it's, you know, obviously like one of my friend's books, and I want to, you know, support them. And so I bought the book and I couldn't put this, I couldn't put this book down. I stayed up till like almost four in the morning, almost every single night reading this fucking book. And when I tell you some of my theories, I caught on to very early and like, obviously she wouldn't tell me anything. She would just send me little devil emojis or just like, he, 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 and like call it a day, you know? And I, she told me that I did pick up on some things sooner than um, some other people had, but she wouldn't tell me if I was in the right direction or not. So I didn't, I didn't know which theories would wind up being right, because all she told me was I was picking up on things sooner than other people have, and that I was like that gave me a little bit of hope. I kept sending her theories. I kept sending her, you know, where I was at and updates and stuff. And when I tell you, I got to the ending of this book, and my jaw was on the floor, okay? I need book two as of, like, two days ago. (laughs) I need book two as of yesteryear. Um, That cliffhanger is a bitch, and I hate it, but I love it at the same time, because holy fuck. Um, So I'm gonna go ahead and give you guys, like, a summary of my review before I start talking about more details about the book um i did so i used to throw five stars around like confetti and don't get me wrong all the books that i've given five stars to are five star reads for me still they are books that i would reread and plan on rereading and continue to recommend but going forward i plan on being more strategic in how i review i don't want to just throw around five star reviews unless the book is a book that I know for a 100% fact will live rent-free in my brain um, and that I will never shut up about it. This is one of those books. This Hollowed Accord is one of those books. I am already recommending this to my friends and they have just started the Akatar series. So like they're in the middle 
one of them is on book one and the other one is on book three two about to be three i think on book three i don't remember um so they're in the middle of a series <laughs> i'm already like you need to read this book you need to read this book like i'm blowing up our discord server about this book um and i was hooked from the poe poem the edgar Allan poe poem that raven has in the beginning before the content warning there's a poe poem and a, like that was my first tab in the book was a poe poem because i love edgar Allan poe okay the next thing i loved was there is like a subtle secretness when you first started the when you first start chapter one but you're because like you're diving like right into the action and the plot in the first chapter but you can tell something's already going on and it's like a subtle secret that like only the characters have like the inside scoop on if that makes sense um and i loved it i loved being out of the loop for the first chapter and just like getting thrown headfirst into the action like yes please and it was done so well too like you could pick up on the subtle secrecy but it was done so well where you didn't feel like you were missing out on anything if that makes sense like the characters were keeping secrets but you didn't feel like you were out of the loop if that makes sense um the world building and like the setting every single time a new world got described or the main character was in a different place or she was traveling to different places like all of the world but it oh my god i really can't speak today i'm so sorry y'all i'm not editing any of this out by the way um the world building and the setting on every page was literally phenomenal like i i've said this before in other episodes but another thing that makes books a true five-star read for me is if i can picture them in my head like a movie and i will continue saying that because it's true that's how my brain likes to read take a sip of my coffee okay that's how i like to read it's how my brain processes the story and so if i can picture what i'm reading in my head like a movie it means my brain is processing it the way it should be and so the fact that i never had to question what anything looks like and that all the descriptions were so vivid that like you could you felt as if you were there especially the fucking tree hold on let me look at her pronunciation guide in the book because i don't want to butcher how i say the name of this tree That's another thing I really liked about uh, Raven's book is she has definitions and pronunciation guides because her book has like different fantasy characters and things that other books don't have. Like obviously like her book is her book. Um, So she has like definitions because she substitutes words for other words that fit her story. So she has definitions of like what everything means and she has pronunciation guides for the planes the cities and the landmarks, the names, and then she has terms. Um, so, like, the celestial slang has a term called diminutia, 
and it means fallen slash cast down. And then grace is a form of magic. And it's also a common curse word in Celestia. So, like, she has, like, certain words that fit her book. And she gives the definition of those words because they're used a lot. Um, so, one of my favorite places. I don't think she has a pronunciation for. Okay. <clears throat> Raven, if you listen to this and I butcher this, I'm very sorry. But the tree... Vaelra? Belra? I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh my god, that's so embarrassing. But the tree. The copper tree. I want to see this tree in real life. Like, the way that Shadow was describing the tree and, like, the history about the tree. I need to see it. I need to see it. I want to be one with the tree. (laughs) I want to go visit the tree. Um, and another thing I loved, like, aside from how descriptive and vivid the setting was, was how the characters were. Like, Shadow, Shadow's development throughout the story was so amazing, and, like, I related to her in a few ways. Um, she's strong and independent, and she's dominant, and she doesn't really like letting other people in. Um, her internal thoughts when she's by herself kind of make that clear that she has very bad trust issues because someone she loved was taken from her by her arc um to like kind of remind her like you know love hurts type of thing but like he took it literally and like made her love disappear and you kind of get you at least for me I picked up on who that person was right away And I could be wrong about this because it wasn't completely revealed, but at the same time it was. I picked up on who it was right away, Um, especially after one of their conversations and Shadow puts two and two together between a name that was given and she's like, holy shit, that can't be a coincidence. Or she's like, that has to be a coincidence. There's no way. Um, No, honey, there is a way. I promise. I caught it onto it it before you did. If I enjoyed writing in my books, there'd be notes all over every page, but instead the whole entire book is covered in tabs. Um, But with that being said, like, she's dominant, she's independent, she's strong, she has trust issues, she doesn't like letting anybody in, but she learned to let someone in to care for her, and that was really sweet to watch. It It was really sweet to watch her still be that strong, independent, dominant person but allow someone in to take care of her and show her what love is and, you know, dominate her. (laughs) She got out-dommed. And that brings me to Maz, who is the male main character. He was also one of my favorite characters. I mean, hello, obviously. Let's be real here. Raven can write them, okay? She can write them. You know what I mean? She can write them. Um, he knew Shadow as his from the moment that they first met. Um, and he gets brought up in the one of the first few chapters. So you meet both of, like, obviously you meet Shadow, she's the main character. But you meet Maz almost right away. Um, and he 
Shadow had the first few chapters in her perspective, but once you got to Maz's perspective, it was kind of obvious that he knew that there was a connection there between them from that moment. Um, and he's a very possessive character. He's very territorial, especially when it comes to Shadow. Um, he has this, you know, tough bad boy vibe because he's a Noctis or he's a Nocte. I don't know the proper terminology. I think Nocte is a place and Noctis is the per like the people. I'm just going to go with Noctis. Um, <clears throat> but he, you know, like has this like tough big boy armor and he also doesn't really let people in very easily. He's also kind of guarded. Um, it took towards the end of the book for him to finally like reveal, you know, details about himself to Shadow and it's like, bruh, you were already literally balls deep in her before you decided to give a fucking like, give something up about yourself. <laughs> um, so they're both kind of stubborn. Um, but that was definitely something I learned about, uh, Maz. And he, he was territorial and he cared about her and, you know, he only wanted her to be safe, but he still allowed her to be her own person and he loved her for it. Like, when it came to fighting, he never, you know, told her like, oh, stand back, I got this. Like, there was a scene where he stepped in front of her to protect her from something and she stood next to him and she went to go approach the situation and he grabbed her wrist and she thought that like she took it as like a what the fuck like let me go approach and he was just like be careful i don't want anything to happen to you and he let her go approach and so like while caring for her he still allowed her to be who she is like her own person her own like independent dominant strong you know badass bitch person and he still loved her for it like there was another scene where they had a fight and he was like, destroy this place, let's create chaos. And she did. And afterwards, he was like, holy fuck, that was hot. And they almost fucked on top of a corpse. And I don't know why, but that was kind of hot. <laughs> and then there is Chorus. I'm probably saying his name wrong. Hold on. Is there a pronunciation for his name? Raven, don't hate me if I'm butchering their names. Okay, Chorus. So, Mazgaros is Maz's full name. And then Chorus. Okay. So, Chorus is um, one of Mazgaros... I can't call him by his name. One of Maz's friends. And Chorus is actually a really fucking great side character. Um, he... His one-liners, fucking phenomenal. Fucking phenomenal, okay? <laughs> they literally killed me. Like, he's a very funny side character once he opens up because at first he's that true Noctis that, like, just wanted to attack. Um, but Shadow obviously fought back and almost killed him. Um, and... Um, so once they kind of got to know each other like he opened up a little bit before maz did and really let shadow into that place to be her friend and to be his friend and it was really cute like their friendship was really cute and 
the toaster scene if you know you know the toaster scene is literally had me cackling out loud like my boyfriend turned to look at me like i was nuts and i was like can i read this to you please because this is so fucking funny and he was like yeah and we both were just like dying laughing over it because it was it was really funny um and he he also has that like tough front to him but he's an actual softy like chorus is an actual softy and he always encouraged shadow and maz personally and in their relationship with one another um and that was really sweet too because like he wasn't afraid to call either one of them out on their bullshit and like kind of set them straight and give them advice on like here's what you should do um and that was really really sweet to see because not a lot of you know friends are willing to do that but this book is a slow burn there there obviously is explicit scenes like i said that's one of the content warnings but it is a slow burn and holy shit when that fire ignites let me tell you it's so fucking worth it um so worth it um the plot twists were unexpected and the ending like i need book two i i need book two um the other character i wanted to talk about was gonna butcher this name to your time of my book again um yeah i've been saying it wrong this whole time in my head gudriel <clears throat> gudriel and that is shadow's arc so his uh his job is to essentially be her boss and he is that parental figure to her um he is the um the cruel leader and um i kind of liked him at first because shadow said that he took her in when she was abandoned and you know raised her and gave her the position of being his right hand not only because um she was you know abandoned but because she could fucking fight she outfought everybody she worked her ass off to get that spot she didn't want people to think it was just because um of like you know their the relationship she had as you know looking at Gudriel as a father figure but everybody doesn't know that. They just think that it's Gadriel's arm candy. And that pisses me off. Um, and just overall seeing how the book played out was super, super great. I'm going to put the Amazon link for the paperback in the description of this episode. Please, please buy this book. Like, I, I could go on and just talk about everything that happened. But I don't want to spoil it for anybody that wants to read it. So please, please go read this book. Please go buy this book. Um, and thank you for joining me for yet another rambly book review episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed and please keep your eyes peeled for next week's episode. I promise you won't want to miss it. Have a great day, everybody.